Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic the gathering. On this episode, I have a special guest with me. He's back, and we're going to sit there and talk about Jumpstart, Historic Horizons, his thoughts on Innistrad Midnight Hunt, and then finally, we're going to have the shout-out section, where we're looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Are you ready? Because I know I am. So let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at mtgectoplasm, or you can email me directly at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or I shouldn't quit my day job? And then finally, my, my website, mtgectoplasm.com, where I post the latest and greatest episodes. And if you want to uh, donate or sponsor an episode just like this one, you can do that there, and I would humbly appreciate it. So let me begin by saying let me thank the thousands and thousands of you around the world listening to the show. I am humbly appreciated. I wouldn't be doing this podcast without you. I wouldn't bring in special guests like I'm doing today without you. Uh, let me just tell you, uh, I, I haven't seen uh, this podcast explode the way it has uh, in a while. And I want to thank uh, my Brazilians, the Americans, the Canadians, the Germans, the French, the Indonesians, uh, everyone around the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making this your number one spot for Spirit Tribal. And th thanks to Andre Segura, the Spirit Master, I can say the Spirit Squad. So Spirit Squad, you know what? It is now time that the pleasantries are over and said and done with. It's now time to bring in a gentleman who I brought in almost near the very beginning of the show. I consider him a, 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 a friend, a brother, a uh, I have to bring in the Bucket Man Forever. You can find him on Twitch at Bucket Man Forever. The man, the myth, the legend, Peter Valco. How you doing there, Peter? Wait, I don't know how I'm supposed to follow all that up. Um, you you hold me and put me in such high esteem that it's something very hard to live up to. Um, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing well, sir. Good, good. I'm in the new apartment. It has been an exhausting month, but I am, you know, starting to get stuff together. And I'm looking at the magic world again, and it's it's not looking too bad. It's not looking too bad, and I can't wait to break this down with you. All right. I know, I, you know, for the listening audience, I've been trying to get Peter on left and right, you know, due to conflict, you know, uh, scheduling issues. Uh, we, you know, we, you know, we're like two ships passing in the night. Uh, but I'm I'm happy to have you back on, my man, and, uh, you know, let's keep this thing going. So in our segment number one, uh, you, you know, I consider you a person who loves playing arena. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Peter uh, has his own uh, little show that he has on Twitch. It's Bucket Man, the number four ever on Twitch, I recommend watching it. He does a great breakdown of the decks he plays. He, he 
he's basically like me. He he's a brewer. He doesn't, you know, he he likes spirits. He plays spirits, but he's a brewer at heart. And if you enjoy watching unique brews being put together, Peter is your man. So Peter, tell me your thoughts on Jumpstart Historic uh, Horizons. So this was an odd one. Um, you know, the last time we had a Jumpstart set was last year. And the way I'm seeing Jumpstart now is more of a... Got to find here. How do I put this? It's more when Arena sees that the set needs a change, uh, a boost, a Jumpstart, if you will. Okay. Um, to really give the set a new vibe that, that, that maybe that non-stale kind of feel. And last year it was brought about in a very interesting way. Um, you know, a lot of interesting cards that I never thought would be added to arena were added and a ton of them this time around was a little bit different. Um, I'm trying to pull up the, uh, jumpstart historic horizons thing right now. Um, if you're looking for that spoiler, there's over 700 cards in that thing, and God forbid. Yeah, that's another part about it. Is like there's so the, first of all, give me a minute, Dwight. Take your time. Sorry, I know this is now, something. What, what I found interesting is like they decided to take, bring in over 700 cards. They brought in Modern Horizons one. They brought in Modern, Modern Horizons two. And what people don't realize is that Modern Horizons 2 brought in over 52 abilities into Arena. You know, you're talking about uh, Flashback, Skulk. Uh, uh, what's the other well, one? And here's, here's the interesting part about Jumpstart and Historic Horizons is that oh, now last year we got a lot of cards that were, you know, either asked for for a long time or answers to problems on arena currently right. and that was really it now we got a bunch of power boosters for a lot of sets here um but we also got the whole hearthstone mechanic which made things very very strange at least mm -hmm. to begin with you know everyone was wondering you know why why do this why make this like hearthstone magic arena is its own thing why add the random aspect and you know, having cards that would never be put on paper was also, you know, just a little weird. It's not even like it affects the game. It's just, you know, it breaks the kind of trend of Magic the Gathering. Right. Um, you look at the cards that we got last year, and, you know, it's a similar amount of cards, about 700, 800. Uh, we got the Praetors. Um, we got, no, that was, that was a uh, Historic Horizons thing. Um, but we got a lot of, we got Al Source Rider, we got a lot of Minotaur stuff. Comparing it to this one, though, they went a completely different direction. Okay. And I'm having trouble, you know, still wrapping my head around a lot of it. I think the execution of it was not that great. If you remember, the release was delayed because it I was, guess Wizards got a little bit too over their head. Yeah, it was delayed and, like about like a week, a week and a half or something like that. Yeah, about a week, week and a half. But, you know, they they were, they handled that well and were able to give everyone at least one free draft to kind of catch up on wild cards and, you know, stocking up to build decks. Right. 
Now, the other thing, the last Jumpstart Historic Rise, we had a lot of old cards. We got, like, Ristic Study. We got... I keep... There we go. I apologize, Dwight. No, that's all right. You're just being very slow today. Darn those computers. Um, we, got, we got Ristic Study. We got... You know, uh, Linvala, that's an old one. Um, and a lot of Goblin support. Muxus came out of Jumpstart, and that, that set Goblins up as, like, a top-tier deck. Um, this one, it's just a lot of new cards. This was a lot of cards from, like, Jumps, uh, from uh, Modern Horizons 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and the previous Modern Horizons, we've got Season Pyromancer, we got Yogmoth, we got the First Sliver. I... That's what caught my eye about this the most, that for a while now, people have been asking, you know, when is Popper going to be put on Arena? When is Modern going to be put on Arena? And they kind of put that to rest and said, you know, that's not in our sights or going to happen. Mm -hmm. But they went and kind of still answered people's questions or prayers and put in cards modern-esque in Historic, which which I like. I like that a lot. Okay. Yeah, the way I look at it is like personally like uh they're they they want arena to be bigger and better than MTGO. Unfortunately, because of the uh I guess the formats that are on there, like like you said, Pioneer, like Modern, like uh oh, did I say Pioneer? Uh Popper. Uh you know, uh, of like you have those old school games, the vintage. You have them on MTGO. You're not having them on Arena. So unfortunately, they they have to figure a way to make Arena more fun than MTGO. And I think you know, personally, I I don't play Arena, but to me, why why not grab some of the best cards? Because Modern Horizons, I got to be honest, Modern Horizons and Modern Horizons Two were some of the best cards I've ever seen actually created by watsi and to throw them on a platform like arena bravo it's a very smart move now my thing is you know you know what does it do to the player base you know does it make the player base in arena happy does it make them upset i mean what happens to historic does it change historic completely i mean you play you know you you tell me about historic has it changed historic so I've been very pleased, honestly, with um, the layout of Historic as of late. You know, there's always going to be some annoyances. Tabalt's trickery is still around and causing, um, you know, a lot of annoyances with the new Cascade spell that was printed. But other than that, it's a very healthy format. You know, you got Blink, you got Merfolk. Merfolk exploded out of... Um, I can't believe that. Uh, Jumpstart Horizons. Lamvala, they got the, the uh, Master of the Pearl Trident. Yeah, they got uh, Master of the Pearl Trident. They got a uh, Marrow Regery and a set before that. They got um, that one, uh, the indestructible Svalon. Uh, Svalon, 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 Svalon. Svalon, yes. Very good card. And it uh, so Merfolk exploded. Um, shamans, Shamans, that's been a huge thing. I'm... I have no complaints on the on the front of the healthiness of historic right now. I think it's uh, in a very good place. Do you think? The I fo- do you think don't it's fun? Think there's a lot of nonsense combos, and you know, mono white isn't just holding a thumb over everything. So, is it fair to say that the format is fun? 
Oh yeah, I've I've been consistently able to return to arena and not you know worry about like rage quitting. <laughs> rage quitting. I mean, it's, it's a real concern, man. It's a real concern. I mean, the, I I've I've seriously put together blue white control just to keep to balls trickery decks in check because I just get so pissed when I when they just win off of that. No, I hear you. So let me ask you, what are the top decks? I mean, is it just like one, you know, is it like modern where it's completely fluid right now or is it restrictive? Like, uh, I guess modern things are going up and down, but, um, like what are the key decks in that? Like you would say right now in historic that are kicking ass. So I've got either hub pulled up right now and I'm looking at their medalist right now. We got gruel aggro sitting up top. Mono Black sitting second. Mono Green Stompy third. Um, Jun Sacrifice at fourth. Elves at fifth. And um, Celestial Life Gain at fifth. This is an accurate representation in my eyes of the top five of the um, historic metagame. However, like I said, Shamans is running around. That's a very popular deck. You'll see name x company deck fish company slivers slivers is running around um so it's a lot of it's a lot of creature based aggro decks so this leads me to my next one how is spirits doing so i have to now iterate my up just outright disappointment in wizards for not Printing, and we'll talk about this more when we talk about Innistrad, but um, not printing Spell Queller or any Mausoleum Wander, any spirits in this set that were really good. Um, spirits is not something that is really seen on Historic. And, you know, I, I know you get your shout outs, and, you know, that's great that those people are. I personally don't ever see it. I never, ever see his um, Historic Spirits when I play. Okay. And it's it's a shame. It's a shame that you know uh, I'll delve into a little bit about now that we're so far into Innistrad Midnight Hunt, and there's definitely not going to be a spell quality reprinted. So, so, so you see the key problem. I, you see the key problem right now is the fact that uh, Watsi, there is no good reprints for the spirit community in spirits. Marshall Captain the. It's any of those would have been great, and they had a perfect opportunity with this set to print some good ones, and they didn't take it. Okay. And not only that, but I mean, look at some of the cards they're printing for this. The card I sent you the other day, Thraben Exorcism. So not only are they not printing spirits, they're printing spirit hate. Yep. Thraben Exorcism, one generic, one white instant. Exile target spirit, creature with disturb, or enchantment. Yeah. That's old. Obviously, the way I the only way I can accept this card, okay? okay? And the only reason why I have to say they created this card. The only way is because they feel that personally spirits is going to get out of control. That's the only way. They like right now, spirits is in a good place. That's what Watsi thinks. I know most of the spirit community is like, well, we could do better. 
or could have better cards, but to have three been exorcism. That's that's not not that's not really enough to like if spirits were to go out of control, that's not enough right there to stop it. Watsy knows that if spirits is going out of control right now, people are seeing it as probably going to be another collected company deck or, you know, blue white spirits shell. It's not going to be something that's answered by one removal spell. Well, so it's a if hell I were of- to see an answer printed for that, it would probably be like I don't know, a cheaper settle the wreckage or, you know, more wraths. Well, let me ask you, like, like how many times have you ever seen specified? The only time I've ever seen specified removal is basically in Innistrad where they specified where they were going to get rid of, you know, they target vampires or werewolves. This is the first time I've actually seen where they're actually going out of their way to target spirits. You know, I'm like, holy crap. Like, when did we become, you know, the bullies in the, you know, in the room? We've never been the bullies. It's a flavor thing. Um, I, I just thought, you know, it was a little bitter, but it's not... Believe me, if Spirits were to go out of control in the next Innistrad set or in Kamigawa, this wouldn't be the card that's to get put, uh, put in check. However, with this card being printed, is that their attempt at saying, okay, we know Spirits might be getting some powerful cards, maybe this will help phase it out but it's a poor attempt we don't know right all i'm saying right now is that i'm again sorely disappointed that neither draw school captain mausoleum wanderer or spell queller was printed in historic horizons i'm not seeing it in the sinistrad set and it's, it's sad okay well let me ask you what, what do you think of the set entirely so far I mean, uh, you know, we're going to go into segment number two, the thoughts on uh, Midnight Hunt. What do you think of uh, of this new Innistrad? That's something, um, you know, other than disappointment. I am in love with Innistrad Midnight Hunt. I started out looking at these spoilers and not being entirely thrilled. If I go down to, say, right... Here we go. So right here, when I start seeing the the things like the Phoenix or uh, guess uh, the Commander decks, then I start seeing Arlen, the day and night stuff, and things start to get interesting. Mm-hmm. It really, and then you know the opposite check lands for two or more lands that come into play untapped, and the power slowly crept up, and I I, I like it. I like it a lot. Now, I, I I know many spirit players are going to disagree with me. I I you know I, I they won't disagree in this aspect, but they'll disagree with me in another. I love the flavor of this set. I truly love it. I love the gothic core. I love going back to uh, this type of feel. The midnight uh, no, uh, what was it? The Eldritch Moon. Uh, you know, had Aldrazi flavor mixed with gothic core. It was good. It was nice. That's where we ended up getting our spell quellers, our uh, rattle chains, our mausoleum wanderers. That was a great set for us. But I love this gothic core feel. It it really is good. It definitely has blown. I honestly think this is better than um, the last revival of Innistrad. Okay. Now my um, my thing with is Elder Moon and everything. This is this is eerie. Um, 
This is flavorful. Well, I love the, the my, my my key thing is that I love the flavor of Disturbed. Uh, I know many spear players. This is where they're going to disagree with me. I this is where I love. I love the fact they were regular creatures. They were brought into this world. They end up dying. They go to the graveyard. Then all of a sudden, you play the disturb cost now because you disturb them in their graveyard. They come back as a spirit. That is true flavor at its best. I thought that was brilliant. I thought it was wonderful. It's a mechanic that I probably will, you know, I'll brew with and play with my friends around, you know, around the tabletop uh, for kitchen magic. Obviously not for competitive play, but I love that feel. I love that. It was like brilliant. Bravo, Watsi. The only thing I wish they could have done is something they actually did with one particular card that I want to talk about later where a spirit dissipates. It comes and it goes. It goes and it comes. You know what I mean? And there's yes. one card that did that. I'll talk about that a little bit later. So tell me, what other thoughts did you have about Innistrad? So it definitely feels like Innistrad. It definitely has the um, the eeriness, the gothic feel, like you said. Um, but there are, other than that, there's just a lot of powerful cards. There's a lot of good sideboard tech in here. Uh, Denek, the 2-3 graveyard hater with Disturbed. Um, the new uh, werewolf planeswalker. Uh, this red-white human knight that prevents any damage that would be dealt to you or another permanent you control. There's a lot of good stuff here, and I'm in, really, really interested to see how the both historic, modern, and maybe legacy even kick up a little bit. Now, were there, um, I'm loving the Delver reprint as well. Like, were there any key cards? Like, there's only one, key, like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of cards that caught my attention, but there's one card that caught my attention, which was Lear, Disciple of the Drowned. I don't know if you saw that. It's three generic, two blue, legendary creature, human wizard. Spells can't yes, be countered. Yes, yes, yes. Spells can't be countered. Each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard has flashback. The flashback is equal to the card's mana cost, and it's a 3-4 holy crap yes, holy this crap is, this is there's a lot to be said about this card this is the ultimate if this resolves the blue players winning the game i mean if like I, i'm not a huge fan of edh but uh, you know but I, I, this is a card that i'm gonna have to try to get multiple copies of so when i do decide to play play uh commander uh yeah this is a moral imperative in every in every single blue deck that I have. Because that, that that thing is stupid. Yeah. No, it, it, it is really powerful. And I, I'm trying to find it again. I'm excited to see, you know, like I know Commander's going to use this. And I'm almost certain that Standard will find a home for this. I'm interested to see what Modern's going to do with this. Spells not being able to be countered and flashback to that uh, degree is something that's highly appreciated in that format. Um, the card that really caught my eye was, I, I said earlier, I believe, um, this card, Meat Hook Massacre. Uh, it's X, two black, and it's a legendary enchantment. And it enters the battlefield, all creatures get minus X, minus X until the end of turn. When a creature you control dies, each opponent loses a life. When a creature an opponent dies, you gain one life. Not only do I love the effect, the power level, 
it's the art. It's just so goddamn terrifying. It's a, a hook with a hand hanging on it and a guy chopping up God knows what in the back. Well, did you? I don't know if you noticed. There's a a multicolored card. I believe it's white and black. I'm trying to scroll down to where it is. Uh, let me see if I can find homie. Where are you, homie? Um, there he is. What happens is th- that that's what you see is the back of Flesh Stalker. Oh God! Like I don't know if you've seen Flesh Stalker. A flesh Stalker is a white and a black creature human assassin. Whenever you sacrifice another creature, you gain one life and scry one. And then mm-hmm. if you pay one and sacrifice another creature, Flesh Stalker gets two plus two until end of turn, and it's a two-two. Now, for those who don't know about horror movies, this here is, uh, what the hell is this guy? Leatherface from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's who this guy's supposed to represent. So there's, there's uh, like yeah, you know, there's a lot of great cards. There are cards that like, once again I'm questioning Watsi's decision making process. If you go to burn down the house, it's three generic, two red. It's a sorcery. Choose one. Burn down the house. He deals five damage to each creature and each planeswalker. Or you make three devils that when they die they deal one damage. Why would you ever choose the second option? That's true. It's a very I I just I, I don't know what to say about this card. Yeah, it's it's mm. I, I it's weird. Weird. Very, very strange. Um before we go on too long about this, there's one more card I wanted to bring out that, you know, as a spirit player we can all appreciate. Um Storm the Festival. It's three generic, three green, sword three. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may put up to two permanent cards with convert with mana value five or less from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order, or random order, and flashback for ten. It's a big collected company. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big bodied, big bootied, uh, co- uh, collected company. I saw that. I was like, holy crap! They re- they reprinted collected company. Yeah, it's it's. It's a funny DH card. I like the idea. Too expensive, though. But, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yeah, this set, a lot of fun cards uh, printed. Um, I love the flavor up to the point of where they literally printed a card called Jack-O-Lantern. <laughs> so, yeah, no, this set this set has a passing grade in my mind. Okay. I, I, I love the flavor. I like it. I just, okay, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm gonna do this now. I give the set so far a B plus, potentially A minus. The only reason why it gets a B plus so far is because the spirits. I'm, <sighs> I'm gonna stick with a. Um, I'm gonna probably stick with your grade there. That seems pretty accurate. So I know the spirit community listens to the show because they love us talking about Magic the Gathering content, but we're a spirit tribe. We're we're about the spirit squad. What is your thoughts? I'm going to start with the Lord. I do not know how to pronounce this. Uh, Patrician's Geist, which is two what generic. Is it again? Patrician's nice P A T R I C I A N Geist. Uh, 
It's, yeah, what color is it again? Oh, blue, blue. It's too generic and a blue. It's a spirit knight, has flying, and it says other spirits you control get plus one plus one, and spells you can uh, cast. Sorry, spells you cast from your graveyard cost one generic mana less to cast, and it's a two-two creature. I forgot about this card. So this may help historic spirits rise um, a bit more. I don't think this is going to be the card that really. I think it's still missing a couple pieces. But it's it's another lord, but I, I don't really see the bottom half really being relevant. Yeah, the, I look at this card, and I think it's great for Pioneer because the fact of you got uh, Imperian Eagle. Yeah, it is a spirit, but it only gives other flying creatures plus one, plus one, while this one gives all your spirits plus one, plus one, plus the fact that Imperian Eagle is one generic, a white, and a blue you only have two generic and a blue, so it fits that space a little bit easier. So you can yeah, take out the Imperial Eagle. I'm sorry? Yeah, but we have Supreme Phantom. Oh, well, in, in Pioneer, they're using... Oh, it's Pioneer. You're right, you're right. So in Pioneer, they can remove the Imperial Eagle, have the Supreme Phantom, and they can have this, I'm going to call it Patrician Knight, uh, Geist, sorry. So, I, you know, to me, this slims down the deck. Uh, the only thing I'm hoping for is eventually that last ability becomes something we can use. Like, you know how I said, you know, ghosts go away, they come back, they go away, they come back. That's what I'm hoping this last ability becomes something like that. This is something where I'm going to buy a place out of this card and put it away in my spell book, praying that this is going to be worth something later. Two last notes I want to um, point out before we move on from this set. Number one, I love the fact that now there's a Triska Deca file. Mm. Did you not see that card? Yes, I did. If you have 13, uh, th- 13 cards in hand, you win. Friggin', I have to look into what that means. And Champion of the Perished. We yes. now have a dead Champion of the Parish for zombies. Yep. It's pretty cool. I love it. I love the flavor on that. That's just great. He's dead now. Well, let me let me go back to another spirit card, and I'm going to call it uh, a. You and I were discussing it before the show started, and I'm going to call this a mix between Shacklegeist and also Rattle Chains, and it's Spectral Adversary. For you know, uh, uh, I'm going to read it to the audience. It's a generic and a blue. It's a spirit two one flyer with flash. And it says, whenever a spectral adversary enters the battlefield, you may pay a generic in blue any time, uh, sorry, any number of times. When you, Jesus Christ, this, this font is awful to read. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Let me reread it. When a spectral adversary enters the battlefield, you may pay a generic in blue any number of times. You may pay this cost one or more times Put that many plus one plus one counters on spectral uh, spectral adversary. Then up to that many other target artifact creatures and or enchantments phase out. I think it's a good card. I don't think it's a great card. It does the same thing as a... uh, You could sit there and say, uh, what's this one guy? Shacklegeist because it phases out a creature. Or it can do the same thing as a rattle chains by 
what you call phasing out a creature to protect your creature. Unfortunately, it's only when it enters the battlefield. That's the only thing that sucks about this card. So, yes, you have to pay. You have to enter the battlefield. And yes, you have to pay the cost for it in mana. I think this is actually an excellent card for the blue-white shell of spirits. Okay. Um, a good saving piece to keep you from running out of ammo. Um, as I've talked about in the past, the big problem with blue-white spirits is that you run out of gas really fast. This yep. preserves that gas. I agree there. Because there's times where I, the way I look at it is like Shacklegeist, it takes away from you attacking because you're, you're, you're pulling back two of your guys to, from hitting to defend yourself. This here, you're spending two an additional mana to make sure you can get in that swing or make sure, let's say, uh, like a Prime Time, Prime Evil Titan stops you from attacking and phasing out that turn. You know what I mean? So it's a win-win in certain areas, and it's a win-loss in certain areas. Me, personally, I think it's a good card, not a great card. I may end up, honestly, putting two in my deck just to test it out, but that's just a test and probably won't be a permanent fixture. Well, yeah, I like. I'm interested to see what it does. Well, wait, but you actually like this card a lot. In the blue white shell, yes. In the blue white shell. Now, the one card that everybody was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to see it!" And, and I actually said it for those who missed it in my uh, when uh, what's uh, Mark Rosewater was doing his spoilers about the hippogriff spirit. I told you, ladies and gentlemen, that thing was going to be trash and. Uh, God is my witness, Soul Guide, Grift, for generic and a white, 3-4 flying. When uh, Soul Guide, Grift, enters the battlefield, exile up to one card from a graveyard. I told you it was trash. Told you from the very beginning it's trash. Unfortunately, and I still tell you, it's still trash. The one card that I think has good potential, unfortunately, it's one mana overcosted, is the card called Shipwreck Shifters. It's a generic in a blue, a 1-2 spirit, and it says when Shipwreck Shifters enters the battlefield, draw a card and then discard a card. I love that ability because that's the problem with spirits. We do not draw cards. Now, the next thing yeah, it says... The same time you have to discard a card, too. You know what? You know There are times... I'm going to tell you right now, Peter. I'm okay with discarding cards because there are times where uh, in me, when I'm playing Azorius, I, I have a... Uh, Aether Vial in my hand That's not doing nothing I'd rather stitch that Aether Vial And get a creature card Or let's say I have a Spectral Sailor And I need like a bomb I need let's say uh, a Skyclave Apparition Or a Spell Queller Fine I'll discard that so I can get Try to get one of those two cards That's why I'm on plus for that But let me keep on reading Whenever you discard a, uh, a Spirit card or a card with Disturb, put a plus one, plus one counter on Shipwreck Shifters. I love that. I, I think this is a very good card for uncommon uh, for a common, but it's overcosted and it will not see will not be in our deck. If it was one mana, uh, I would actually consider putting this in my deck. Really, really consider, even though it doesn't have flying. Right. Um, yeah. 
I'm, again, I'm interested to see. These are cards that, you know, we're not, we're kind of iffy about and, you know, kind of have, you know, not everything we're looking for in these spirit builds. But, you know, I'm interested to see what they do and see what people uh, try out with them. So let me, you know, before we end the segment, I have to ask you about the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that we see with the wonderful, uh, you know, haircut like mine. Teferi, who slows the sunset. Sounds very romantic, no, doesn't it? Oh, Teferi. Teferi, Teferi, Teferi. I, you know, he's not the best Teferi. Um, no. He does some cool things, and he's a reasonable price. Um, the ultimate is very appealing. I'm not too excited about him. I I think it's interesting that I I... I think he's overcosted for spirits, but what he can do, I think, is interesting. In, in just like a hypothetical, he un, you know he can untap an artifact, untap uh, a creature, and a land. Oh, that that's wonderful! And then I gain There's two. A lot life. of stuff you got to have though to get the full value, though. Yeah, I know, I know, but still, it's just like oh, I love that feel. And plus, you know, like I said, I love a good EDH plant walker though. Mm. But one thing I do love the name Teferi who slows the sunsets, you know, it's it's very romantic. You know, basically he's putting on some Marvin Gaye. He has his wine for his, you know, has the wine for the, you know, the champagne for the young lady got a rose. Like, yeah, you know, baby, it's up. You know what's going on. You can do with the staff. (laughs) I'm not touching that one, Peter. I am not. (laughs) <laughs> so that's the segment. Uh, that's the end of segment number two. Before we go to our uh, shout out section, let me begin by saying I want to thank Peter uh, Valco for being on our show. You can find him on Twitch at Bucketman, the number four ever. Uh, he does streaming. You got to join up to his Twitter and see when he's up there, uh, when he's uh, doing doing his twi- uh, Twitch streams. Uh, I watch. You will see me there. Schedule come the twentieth. Okay, but you know, Peter, you you have to admit I'm there. I do watch time to time when I have an opportunity, and it's it's very entertaining. Thank you. I appreciate it. And then also, let me begin by saying, ladies and gentlemen, I am part of a group. Uh, I joined up with a group called Rec Productions. We do a show on Thursday nights called The Weekly Catch Up with Handsome and the Other Guy. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Twitch at Rec Productions channel. Please watch. Please, you'll see me, my friend James. Uh, we do lives. We do skits. We do. Uh, we make you laugh. We make you cry. We may make you pee a little. It's just great, wholesome uh, adult content where you will enjoy. And uh, you know, I'm on the show too. So remember the uh, the weekly catch up with Handsome and the Other Guy Thursdays 9 p.m on the rec channel on twitch so peter it's time for the shout out section you know what this means no that means i'm looking for the best of the best the cream of the crop the creme de la creme well let's get to it all right in historic on to uh, on 9-11 first place with a mono blue snow build was a platinum mythic rank player i don't know who you are uh, sir or ma'am, but thank you, thank you, thank you for kicking ass in historic. 
in Pioneer, September 6th. An individual went 5-0 with a band build, and that's day by day. September 7th, first place with an Azorius build. He's back, Bandit Keith. Good job, Bandit Keith. September, that's awesome. September 9th, 5-0 with a band build. Bleach Boy. Bleach Boy, and that's B-O-I instead of B-O-Y. So I want to make sure if there's a B-O-Y guy sitting there trying to take credit for Beach Boy, which B-O-I, no, sir, you get no credit. Be Mr. Bleach Boy, B-O-I, gets all the credit. Now, in modern, hold up. I got to give the applause to my people in Pioneer. Almost forgot about that. Shame on me. Love my Pioneer players. And then now, in modern. September 3rd, 5-0, with a band build. Take a guess who it is, Peter. Okay. He's still figuring out. I want to tell you, Dr. Queller. Dr. Queller ended up kicking ass with a 5-0 with a band build in Modern. And then September 10th, 5-0, band build, Tar Heels 82. Congratulations, gentlemen, for kicking ass in modern i'm assuming tar heels 82 he's a fan of the north carolina north carolina university i'm just throwing it out there maybe but maybe. uh i want to thank you peter for being on the show is there anything you want to shout or plug as of right now no it's been a it's been a quiet month you know moving uh, into the new place so you know but uh, I will have more people, and I look forward to recording more with you, Dwight. Hey, Peter, come on. You have something to shout out? Come on. The, the Twitch channel, come on. Yes, all right. Well, no, you already did that. That's why. Well, do it again. Do um, it again. As of the, uh, let's see, as of the 20th, I will be streaming with uh, the United Gaming Nation um, on their calendar. I will have, I will give Dwight a um, more defined date once that, um, happens and i know the actual name i'm streaming so yeah can't wait so remember ladies and gentlemen you can find him at twitch at Bucketman, the number four ever great time great uh, great decks he builds i promise you'll laugh you'll giggle you may not pee but you may poop oh, it depends no, just make sure you're wearing depends just saying <laughs> So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. I want to thank you, the listener, the thousands and thousands of you worldwide, the Spirit Squad, listening to the show. I want to thank my special guest, Peter Queller, for being on the show. Uh, Peter Queller. Peter Valco for being on the show. Queller had a baby. Oh, there you go. That would be a disturbing-looking baby. But I want to sit there and thank everyone for being here. I humbly appreciate it. Without you guys watching and listening, uh, I wouldn't do this. So with that being said, the next time you're facing your opponent and you're kicking their ass, make sure they say, that's Bushi. Later, everybody.